So one of the one of the things about viruses, you know, you look at animal populations, you know, whether it's deer or something like that, anytime that gets overpopulated, a virus usually comes in and calls the weak. Probably going to happen in business today. So who are the losers? Who's going to who's going to be losing out? And it's really really talking about healthcare. You know, who who's losing out in the healthcare world and and who if they don't evolve really quickly is not going to be here in 2 years. I mean, I think the easy answer is if you don't have some form of drive-through delivery or curbside, you're not here in six months. Um, so you have to adapt right now. You should be doing drive-through curbside delivery today. Yeah. So grandma, who's been saying forever, hey, I love my pharmacy. I'm not switching the mail order. Doesn't want to get out. And if her pharmacy is not delivering or some way for her to get that safe, she may go ahead and check that box. And, and it's interesting, you know, actually Mark and I were talking earlier in, in my office and, you know, people are always afraid of that, the, the Amazon monster of, well, they can make it cheap and convenient. Well, all of that's true, but there are industries that did well, even in the face of Amazon and some even within that same subgroup, right? Um, Circuit City doesn't exist today, but not because Amazon killed them, but because the experience of going to Circuit City was terrible. You know, and Best Buy adapted to where now when you walk into a Best Buy, you can see the devices. It looks at how it's going to feel in your home. I like going there and they're actually doing quite well. Um, you know, independent booksellers started going extinct. And then all of a sudden you're starting to see them come back up because people want to go talk to somebody who knows who they are, who makes good recommendations about books. And so Amazon hurt the weak initially, but the strong who were willing to adapt and make an amazing experience did really well. And I think a lot of pharmacies can take that and say, if I can do curbside or delivery and make that experience the same as when they came into my store or better, they'll do fine. And probably some of the stronger ones will do even better than they were doing before because they've given somebody an amazing experience. They kind of learn how to take their current model, I guess, in a way, revamp it and still push it out and extend it beyond their four walls. Does curbside feel better than drive-through? It's weird. I, I went to Best Buy yesterday to pick up a camera curbside and it was amazing. I didn't, it didn't feel like drive-through, you know, like I came in, I got my stuff, they came out, said hi, handed me my stuff and I left and it didn't feel weird or icky or I, I, I personally hate drive-through a little less now that I have a two-year-old, but in general, I didn't like going through that window. It felt impersonal, but curbside didn't feel that way at all to me. So with the right technology. Yeah, no, I would say curbside probably feels a little better than drive-through. I don't like being in a queue in a line, right? Like, and to me, curbside gives you that option of, of, okay, cool. I get a little satisfaction, but I get to park here in the spot. They're ready for me. And they're kind of multitasking in a way, right? You have some people zooming in, zooming out. You'll have a person work in this section. This section. it's almost like waiting tables in a way. I, so I, I felt like curbside is it's just a, a, a way better experience to me than drive through because you're you're not in a queue, right? You're not in a line. You are, and you're not, right? Well, and, and part of the curbside experience that I like over drive through is when somebody pulls into a drive through window, it's kind of a surprise. You know, you pull in, and then you're like, "What do you want?" You have to give them your name and all the other information. At curbside, it was you pull up, you either call or you know hit a button that says I'm here and they know where you're at. They come and tell you what you, you know, you tell them ahead of time what you're coming to get. And it was just a very kind of smooth, seamless experience. 
And if pharmacy can do that well, I could see curbside being a staple of how medications are delivered to patients, whether they're healthy and just can't get out of the car or, you know, later on down the road, this virus is changing the way people are looking at how they interact with other people. If you're sick, I don't want to go into a store and make other people sick. So if it's a good experience, it's a lasting experience. So are we going to see a pharmacy that looks like a Sonic? Going to see pharmacy techs on skates? Right. You might. I mean, we've been to plenty of small town pharmacies that have a soda stand. Maybe you see a list of your high valued OTCs there. Or maybe you're sitting in front of some type of screen that says these are recommended for you. Thank you for listening to the Catalyst Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe and give a five-star rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts to help us reach more amazing pharmacy people like you. To keep up with the latest independent pharmacy news and content, follow PioneerRx on your preferred social media platforms.